Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. But let's start with this whole controversy now with some of the changes coming to how small businesses are taxed. And it does get complicated because you have the small business tax rate. That's a tax on profits. But when you got money moving around in the company, when it comes to passive investments and dividends and salaries and all of these other things, it can get rather complicated. Now, the federal government is seeking to close what they view as some loopholes that small businesses, the opposition, are crying foul. Well, someone who's been following this and crunched some of the numbers on all of this is Kevin Milligan. He's an economist at UBC, and he joins us on the line here this afternoon to explain it from his perspective as to what's changing, what it all means. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us here. I'm happy to be here. Okay, this is interesting because, I mean, the small business tax rate is not changing, so we're not seeing a tax increase in that sense. But now we're really kind of getting into the weeds of tax policy here. So what, what is changing, first of all? Yeah, there's no change to the small business tax rate. What is changing uh, is the taxation of profits inside a company and what happens to the profits when they get outside the company. So two big things are changing. One is the ability to take those profits from, from your private corporation and sprinkle them around your family. So right now you can actually pay your kids over age 18 or your spouse who have nothing to do with the company. Uh, you can pay them dividends out of the corporation and they're very lightly taxed. So your kid is off at university, you, uh, you're professional, you just send dividends out to them, and they're not, not taxed, pretty much. Um, second thing that's changed, uh, that, that is uh, the focus, is the taxation of investment income inside a corporation. So we're not talking about the profits from the actual active uh, uh, operations of the corporation. We're talking about having just a, like a mutual fund portfolio of dividends and, and capital gains and interest inside the corporation. And right now, those are actually taxed pretty heavily. What they're going to do is try to tax them even a bit more so that the taxes inside the company will be the same as if you were saving outside the company. And the important thing is uh, to understand that the motivation for these reforms is that people who have access to a corporation, a private corporation, are going to be taxed about the same as people who don't have access to that. Because there's a fundamental unfairness that a regular person who's making, say, 50000 a year pays their taxes – they don't have access to all of these fancy accounting techniques. And so they just kind of have to pay the taxes that they, they, they get on their T4 slip. Uh, what's unfair is that if people have access to this army of tax planners and accountants and lawyers can arrange their affairs to get out of paying taxes that other people have to pay. And that's where I think there's a lot of uh, good motivation for this kind of reform. Okay. So it, it, does the federal government see this as a loophole where someone who is essentially uh, self-employed has incorporated himself as a small business for the purpose of paying less tax? So right now, um, uh, if that person who is a self-employed person working hard, growing the economy, employing, maybe not just self-employed, but employing some other people, if the profits from that operation are put back into the company and invested, or if they are paid out as salary, or if they are paid out as dividends to that uh, business owner, there's absolutely no change. Absolutely no change. 
What's changing is if you try to pay dividends to someone who's not attached to the firm, Mm -hmm. what's changing is if you try to use your corporation as a piggy bank to save taxes on your on your portfolio. That's not why we have corporations. We don't have corporations so that people can, you know, save money on their uh, on, on on their passive portfolio. We don't have corporations so that you can pay out uh, dividends to uh, your kids. We have corporations to facilitate productive investment in the economy. And that part of uh, the tax law is not changing. What's changing is these uh, special techniques that some people are doing to avoid taxes. Well, how significant though is that going to be for some businesses? So here's where I think some of the critics are, 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 I'm really listening to them and very interested. The issue is how complex these laws are going to be when they're put into place. And so you can imagine a situation where you have, you know, a mom and pop running a corner store and they're both working hard in there. You know, both the mom and the pop are legitimately uh, contributing to this business and ought to share in the benefits of that business. Now, contrast that to the situation of, say, a doctor who's paying out dividends to the kid who's going to the University of Calgary. It doesn't seem like there's a good connection there between the kid and, and the business operation. So the law has to try to figure out how connected a person is to the business activity. And so they've set up a reasonableness test, and you have to be uh, satisfied some certain criteria. Those criteria might be hard to document, might be hard to verify, and so I am a bit worried about that burden on small businesses, uh, that the legislation has been appropriately drafted. But again, remember, if what you're doing from your corporation is paying yourself dividends, paying yourself salary, or reinvesting in your company, there's absolutely no change. This only affects you if you're paying out dividends to other family members or if you're trying to save a big $100,000 portfolio inside the corporation. Do we have any idea then of all the incorporated small businesses that exist in Canada, what percentage may be affected by these changes then? I don't have that number in front of me. What I can say is that the uh, income sprinkling, this is paying up the dividends to your kids or your spouse who are not connected to the firm. The estimates by the Department of Finance uh, is that this is about $250 million a year for federal tax bill and about the same for provincial tax bill. So we're looking at about half a billion dollars uh, is, uh, is on play there. On the other side of things, which is the you know, the passive portfolio uh, put inside a corporation, uh, there we're talking um, tens of billions of dollars of income, but uh, we don't know for sure how much tax revenue that would be, especially since there's first, there's no draft legislation on that part yet. And secondly, they have uh, uh, said in their uh, uh, document, they intend to grandfather in the money that's already in a corporation. So this is only be affecting people going forward. And so that means there wouldn't be a big change in tax bills right now. It would just grow through time as more and more people are affected by this. Well, and I don't think the, the federal government was anticipating maybe this kind of uh, backlash against it. We have today, there's 35 different organizations. This uh, push spearheaded by the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Uh, they want some changes to this. They want a meeting with, with the finance minister. I mean, now we're getting into the realm of politics here, but are you surprised by how controversial this has become? And has the federal government begun about this too quickly and not, cons- not consulted small businesses enough? So um, in the budget, in, the, in whatever that was in February or March, they listed these exact items as things they were going to be working on. So there was a lot of warning there. The full discussion document came out in July, and there's this consultation period up until October. Um, following that, there'll be an opportunity for 
for, uh, you know, committee hearings and other things going forward. So uh, there's certainly been um, quite a bit of time, quite a bit of warning this is coming. Whether that's adequate, you know, that's been in the eye of the beholder. Um, Whether they were anticipating this change, you know, you have to talk to them, but I'm not surprised by this. This is what's really interesting to me is that you didn't see this kind of outcry over the 33% tax bracket, the new tax bracket that was put in place. You do see this kind of uh, outcry over this uh, small business change from uh, those groups, which just suggests to me that, you know, this is where the action is. If you really want to try to tighten up the tax system and make sure that it's fair for all taxpayers, including the small business owners, including those who don't have small businesses, that this is, uh, you know, uh, potentially um, an area where uh, there is um, some uh, action to be had. All right. And from your perspective, then, as an economist, this would be a reasonable change? I think that uh, it, what's, uh, the focus as an economist is to make sure that the tax system treats everyone, those who have private corporations and those who don't, in a similar way. We don't want to allow people to, who have access to um, high-priced accounting and, and, and uh, tax planning techniques to have advantages over those people who don't have access to that. To me, that's a question of fundamental fairness, that everyone should have access to the same kind of tax system and that, that people who have uh, ability to hire those kinds of advice shouldn't get an unfair advantage. And so that's why I think that it's good. I also think that uh, it's good that we aim for neutrality. By neutrality, what I mean is the taxes inside a corporation should be about the same as the taxes outside a corporation. And the reason is there's a lot of sole proprietors out there. Who, there's a lot of people who are in partnerships, other forms of, of organizing your business. It's not the only way to organize your business isn't through incorporation. Incorporation costs quite a bit of money. We want to encourage people to have the same taxation if they organize their business outside or inside the structure of a private corporation, because a lot of tax planners, consultants make a lot of money off of of, uh, the fees for setting up corporations. We want to make sure that you don't have to pay all those fees if you want to go into business. We want to have a system where you can set up a business on your personal tax form as a sole proprietor, and you don't have to worry about all of this mess. Well, at the same time, and we obviously still want to encourage uh, the creation of small businesses, want to encourage entrepreneurship. Do you see anything here that that potentially discourages that? What I see is uh, there's no change to the small business tax rate. That's a fundamental uh, lever that we have to try to encourage small business uh, uh, investment, and that's not changing at all. I do think there is scope for doing more to help small businesses, um, and I'm really uh, happy to hear productive uh, suggestions for how to do that. What I don't think is the right way to help small business is to make tax changes that make it easy for people to put a million-dollar portfolio inside a corporation. That's not something that helps small business. That's something that helps people who have a billion-dollar tax, a million-dollar taxable <laughs> portfolio. A billion dollars is another another, no, another league. Um, if you have those hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, you're not someone and you're looking to park that somewhere to save taxes, that's not why we have a small business deduction. We have a small business deduction to help those actually struggling new entrepreneurs. We want to help those guys, and we should help those guys, and we have to do that by setting up the tax system that helps them, but doesn't allow these other guys in the back door to park their big portfolios in a private corporation. All right. Well, Kevin, we'll leave it there. I suspect this issue is not going away anytime soon, but appreciate your insight here today. Thanks for this. It's going to be a fun month. Oh, yes. No kidding. uh, Thanks again, Kevin. Okay. There you go. Kevin Milligan, economist, UBC. So his take on what's changing and what it means and to whom it applies.
So I suspect unless you are a, a small business owner who has to deal with this stuff on a regular basis, it's probably over the heads of, of most average citizens. Uh, so you're getting into the complexities of tax policy, but uh, as he mentioned, some of these portfolios, uh, dividends, etc. This is what we're dealing with. So how profound is this impact and how fair or unfair are these changes? 403-974-TALK is our number. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.